Thank you for tuning into this sermon from New Life Student Ministries. Our goal is to inspire, equip, and support our students and families with biblically rich and God-centered teaching. These messages are meant to be supplemental and not substitutional for our weekly gathering. We hope this sermon is a blessing to you and your spiritual walk. We're going to be talking about how God is worthy of our anger. Now, I'm not usually a very angry person. Usually I'm like hangry like my guy in the back there. Um, what, is, what I do is usually I do like the unhealthy thing and I like suppress my anger and bottle it up until it's too late and then it just like comes spewing out of all sides. Uh, and when you find, when you do get married, you'll find that you guys will fight about like the dumbest things ever. One thing that really frustrates me about my wife is she'll bring like a regular coffee mug in the car with coffee or tea that's just prone to spill. And we have like 15 travel mugs in our house. I don't understand it. I kid you not, we were on the way here and she had a peanut butter and honey sandwich sitting up on the dash and it just like flopped over when she was grabbing it. Peanut butter and honey everywhere. Uh, But I do things too. Like one thing that bugs her is I get like single ply Um, paper towels, and I use it for everything, like the smallest messes. I grab paper towels if there's no messes at all, just like in anticipation of making messes, and it drives her crazy. If I'm like, they're they're like a cent a piece, if that. Uh, It's just the dumbest stuff, but how many of us have older siblings in this room, or younger ones? Yeah. How many of you get frustrated with them? Yeah, me too. How many, like, who has siblings in this room right now? Okay, so a lot of them. All right. Okay. All right, so tonight we're going to be talking about how God is worthy of our anger. So would you all stand with me real quick? So reluctant. All right, we're going to read Psalm 7. Okay. O Lord, my God, in you do I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me. Lest like a lion they tear my soul apart, rending it, rendering, rending it in pieces with none to deliver. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my friend with evil or plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it. And let him trample my life to the ground and lay my glory in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake from me, for you have appointed a judgment. Let the assembly of the people be gathered about you. Over it, return on high. The Lord judges the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. O let the evil of the wicked come to an end, and may you establish the righteous, you who test the minds and hearts, O righteous God. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. If a man does not repent, God will wet his sword. He has bent and readied his bow. He has prepared for him his deadly weapons, making his arrows fiery shafts. Behold, the wicked man conceives evil and is pregnant with mischief and gives birth to lies. He makes a pit, digging it out, and falls into the hole that he has made. His mischief mischief returns upon his own head, and on his own skull his violence descends. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Whew, that was a long one, all right? 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is the word of the Lord, in which all people said. Yeah, beautiful. All right, let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you for every young man and woman in this, this room tonight. Thank you for the fifth graders for being here. Lord, I pray that you open up our hearts and minds uh, to your truth. Help us to um, discover your character more and more every day. Help us to pursue you. Holy Spirit, come be with us in this room. I pray that we have a great rest of the night, safe night, and soon in your name we pray, amen. All right, go ahead and take a seat. All right, stretch it out, do whatever you got to do. All right, Psalm 7, the one that we just read, is called Shigeon, all right? It's kind of a weird word, but what it means is it's a song that was sang to the Lord. And I'm not going to stand up here and sing it because I'm a terrible singer. Uh, but it's something that David would sing to the Lord. And, and this particular psalm about anger is called an imprecatory psalm, meaning it, you're invoking evil or cursing somebody. And that might, may seem a little awkward because usually the songs that we sing uh, are all happy-go-lucky, but this one kind of holds a different style, right? Um, so what we're going to do tonight is similar to last week, is we're going to break this down and hone on in on three different characteristics uh, about God, uh, who He is, and how we can better understand how God is worthy of our anger uh, and how we can deal with it. Now, this type of thinking can be a little awkward because growing up in certain settings or in like certain churches, we felt like before we approached the cross or before we prayed or came before the Lord, like we had to have everything figured out, right? Uh, and it's almost as if there's no reason or way that we should be talking to the Lord with anger um, or in no way speaking or invoking violence or cursing someone with our words. So, like I said, we're going to break it out in three sections. The first one is going to be God is just. God is righteous, and then God is enthroned. So I challenge you as we go through this, um, start to unlearn a little bit in your minds. And part of my goal tonight is to shed a little light on how God leverages something like our anger to glorify Him and His kingdom. So I pray that the Holy Spirit can speak to you and, and shed some more light on that. So the first one, God is just. Say that with me. God is is just. All right. When we hear the word just, we tend to think of justice. Or when I think of like justice, I think of Batman. Like, justice. Who's seen the new Batman? Like one, two, four. Okay, that one's like a pretty dark one. I'm not surprised that many of you haven't seen that. Um, so when we think of justice, um, sometimes in the world today, we, we see it uh, maybe happen wrongly, or in many times, like, um, people feel like they want to impart their own justice on other people. Um, and sometimes we, we tend to admire, like, vigilantes or some of these superheroes like Batman or Arrow. Um, do you guys, have you ever, like, TP'd your friend's house? I remember when I was in middle school, we'd always go to my buddy Nate's house because he lived by all the girls in our school. So we would just go and like almost every weekend in the summer just annihilate uh, 
their houses with toilet paper. And we'd have this battle going on for the entire summer. And, and I love pranks. And actually, when I was in high school, I was in this group called Student Council. And I'll never forget this because for our winter retreats, we'd go up in the mountains and we'd spend time in cabins. But the winter retreats were brutal because those were the times where we just like, the winter retreats were like the prank retreats, really, where we'd find time to just annihilate the other gender with our pranks. And so it started out like pretty light and funny and like, I'm not trying to condone pranks. Pranks are bad. Certain pranks are good. Um, you have to be like a, a good pranker, but anyways, so it started out pretty funny, like we were saran wrapping the girls' toilet seats, uh, yeah, and, or we'd like wake them up in the middle of the night with blaring techno music and like flickering lights and dance parties and stuff, um, and, and this year, hang with me, and this year we had like a double agent, one of our buddies like was friends with the girls, so he knew like all their master plans, and he had told us that the girls hid a baby monitor in our cabin so they could hear everything that we were talking about. So we found out early on, we're like, all right, well, let's not make it obvious and like just kind of pretend like we don't know and spit like misinformation and stuff in this baby monitor. Uh, well, one time when we were leaving our dorms, we left one guy behind to make sure nothing happened to our stuff. His name is Paul, and we, we came back to the, the cabin, and he is just covered. I mean covered in baby powder. And so is all of our stuff. It's everywhere. It's on the ceilings. I don't know how it got on the ceilings, but it's just everywhere. We're like, Paul, what happened, man? He's like, he's, he's covered in tears. He's covered in baby powder. He's like, I don't know, man. They just came in, and they just, like, wrecked the place, and we got to go back. We got to get them. So my buddy Jared stops and looks over at the baby monitor and, like, rips it out of the wall. And then we're, we're all marching down to the girls' cabins because we're furious. And he takes the fire poker with him from the fireplace. And the girls are, like, the girls are laughing at us, snickering in their cabin. They have their doors locked and stuff. And then Jared just, like, holds out the baby monitor. And then a girl's like, no. And this girl was dating Jared at the time. She's like, no, Jared. That's expensive. We were going to return that. And then he just like sets it down on the ground, gets the fire poker, and just starts going to town on this baby monitor. <laughs> and the, it was pretty gnarly. The rest of the retreat was like super awkward. Jared and this other girl didn't end up making it work, uh, which is no surprise. Um, but anyways, when we feel wronged in our life, no matter what we do, we can't truly make it right. Instead, what we need to do is release our need for justice to the Lord. Um, the purpose of these psalms is not as much of a plea to God to release his wrath upon these people because they did like the Israelites wrong. It's because these people were God's chosen people. So in this setting, anything that was taking place or that was wronged against Israel was wrong against the Lord because these were God's chosen people. They were not only David's enemies, they were also the Lord's. So in, in section 7 of that verse, it says, Let the assembly of the people be gathered about you. Over it return on high. The Lord judges the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. Oh, let the evil of the wicked come to an end, and may you establish the righteous. You who test the minds and hearts, O righteous God. So what David is doing here is aligning his heart with the Lord's. 
It says, judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the, to the integrity that is in me. He is, in a way, saying what we often say here, your kingdom come, your will be done. Not my will, but your will. Now, a lot of people might have this incorrect depiction of the Lord, thinking that He is this being up in heaven that is, you know, spreading His wrath amongst the people, and we're not allowed to have any fun, and attach this, like, negative connotation to the judgment of God. What we usually don't highlight is the need for justice and judgment, right? Without these things to balance the world, we would have chaos, like, could you imagine a world where there was no such thing as judgment or justice? And when I say judgment, I mean the measure in which things are right and which things are wrong, right? But what you notice is we need an accurate measurement of what that right and wrong is. It's certainly not ours, I can tell you that. Our judgment is flawed. Only God is perfect because that's who He is. Our God is a just God. And because He holds us accountable for our actions, that we can find the right kind of judgment in His character. So salvation is actually intertwined with judgment. Judgment is a necessary thing. But like we talked about last week, we often fall short. And there's salvation in the name of Jesus. And that's good news. So the next one is God is righteous. So what do you guys think of when I say that word, righteous? I tend to think of like the turtles from Finding Nemo. Have you seen that? Like, righteous! Righteous! <laughs> Perfect. That was amazing. Uh, no, I'm not talking about that kind of righteous. The kind of righteous is the one in which you are morally right. Okay. Even further, it is in alignment with the Lord's calling on your life. Somewhat like you are good or you're doing the right thing. And there's really no better example than the person of Jesus. Um, in fact, he came down to make us right with God. Paul wrote in Romans 5, 1 through 2, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I want you all to hang with me here for a second, because it might get a little confusing. Uh, God and like goodness are not two completely separate things. God is good because He is everything, and then more that we would attribute to the characteristic of good. It's part of His character. He is the creation and embodiment of good. It's what he is. God is good, similar to God is love. It's part of who he is. And because God is good, he opposes evil. Okay. If you all remember that quote that I said a couple weeks ago with Lord of the Rings, where like Samwise and Mr. Frodo were talking, and he's like, there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. The same is true in this world. So do you guys know or have heard of the difference between sinful anger and righteous anger? Maybe you've heard of that before. Sometimes the lines get blurred. What if I get angry that one of my siblings stole an item of clothing or maybe one stole the Xbox controller when it was my turn to play or something? How will I know 
the anger that is in, within my heart is the right type of anger. Well, we wonder, like, did Jesus ever get angry? I think we've all heard the story about how Jesus went into the temple and was flipping tables over. I'll remind you in Matthew 21, it says, Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Jesus did this because what those people were doing was taking what the Lord intended was good and then decided to turn it into what they thought was beneficial to them. The same goes in our lives. So how do we respond to the darkness and evil of this world? Well, we call upon the only one who's able to defeat it, right? David does this in the Psalms. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake from me. You have appointed a judgment. A lot of people might ask, if we truly have a good and righteous God, how can all these evils in this world happen? Like, how could we lose someone? How could God make, like, a child die of cancer? How could a good God allow different war in this world to happen? Well, I can't stand up here and tell you that I know all the answers, but I will tell you that we would not have pain and suffering in this world without the existence of joy and peace. This is what the fall brought into this world, but the Lord restored the broken pieces of this world, and he did not say that we would be in this life without pain or suffering. No, he said we will have it, okay? But what this means is that we can have hope that God is on our side. God is a right just God. All right. Last one here. God is enthroned. And when I say enthroned, I mean that God stands victorious. Okay. John 16, 33 says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribu tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I think too often we forget what this truly means. You see, the war has already been won. We said this last week. And I know it doesn't feel like that sometimes. Um, but that verse also says that you will have tribulations. You will have struggles in life. But it's important to know that the Lord has overcome the world so when you think about the evils of this world and everything you might encounter, remember that God is victorious. If that isn't like the ultimate boost of confidence, I don't know what is. Um, in our anger, remember that we have a God that stands victorious over anything that may upset us. Like maybe all the cereal's gone. Or worse, like you pour a bowl of cereal that you're so excited for, but there's no milk. Has that ever happened? I, I had a guy I knew in high school who loved Lucky Charms, and he loved pickle juice. And I kid you not, he told me a story about 
One morning, he pulled a nice bowl of Lucky Charms, and then he filled it with pickle juice. And then, yeah. What? That's what I'm wondering. So he ends up going to school. I think he was in, like, second grade, and he ends up, like, puking on this girl's shoes. So if you take anything away from this talk tonight, it's that you should not mix Lucky Charms and pickle juice. So... We also have siblings that just bug the crap out of us, right? You all, I I think there is a, like, the majority of you that said you had siblings. I grew up with eight siblings. A lot of them, yeah. And worse, I had six older brothers and two little sisters. So I was, like, the youngest boy, so I got beat up by all my older brothers, but then I, like, got annoyed by all my little sisters. So it was just, like, really the best of both worlds. And I remember growing up, I actually got, like, a ton of wedgies and swirlies. Have you ever heard of those? Uh, Do you guys know what a swirly is? It's when somebody sticks your head in the toilet, and then they flush it. And my wedgies, they would, like, lift me up on door handles to where, like, my feet were dangling. And I couldn't get down. But I'm okay. I'm okay now. Didn't affect me, I don't think. Um... Exactly. Um, So what I want you guys to understand that there's going to be difficulties and your life is going to be filled with trials and tribulations. I feel like every time I get up here, I like say some depressing stuff. Uh, And that's not my goal tonight. My goal is to remind you that we have a victorious God. Throughout scripture, we see that the Lord pulls through for his people and he holds true to his promises. And you know what's actually like pretty awesome? Is that we get to participate in this victory daily. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 57 says, When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The death of The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yesterday, I attended a funeral for my wife's grandpa, and it was tough. You could tell the man was very loved, and he he built a tremendous legacy. And all of us were were heartbroken, but... with his passing, but you also could tell that there was some peace and joy in the room because we knew that he didn't have any more pain and he was just living it up in heaven. Um, Even death doesn't match up to the victory of Jesus. And we can participate in that victory. So step into that and own that. I know it's a lot easier said than done, but when we have that frame of mind, Doesn't our mindset shift a little bit, especially when we get angry? I'm not saying your anger is useless or it's not justified, right? What I'm saying is that we should live our lives to where we know that the Lord is on the throne. Let us find ways to advance his kingdom. So, you guys will never be angry ever again, right? Right? (laughs) No. Maybe, yeah. All right, hang with me, hang with me. 
That's not the point of this discussion, all right? The point is to understand that we have a God that knows how to deal with our anger. And he's the only one who can, okay? That's because he knows us inside and out. And a lot of us feel like before we approach God, like I said, we feel like we have to have our stuff together. Like we need to deal with our stress or anxiety before we come to the cross. And sometimes we feel like we shouldn't bring out anger or stress to the Lord because it is silly. And it doesn't ha- like God doesn't have time or the energy to deal with that. Or maybe sometimes we feel guilty for being angry or like we have sin because we are angry and all we can do is ask for forgiveness. But I think by now you guys understand there is such thing as righteous anger. Like if somebody tried to wrong my wife or my family or friends, like you bet I'd get angry, right? And I'd want to do something about it, okay? But oftentimes we get in trouble when we act upon our anger. Emotion gets us in trouble often. So the best thing that we can do is bring all of that with us to the Lord. Anger or not, he wants the unfiltered and raw you. He wants to wrestle with whatever you are wrestling with, with you. And it's important to bring our whole selves to the Lord because you know what happens when we don't? We start to take it out on other people. Uh, This is something that I have done often. And maybe you've experienced this yourself. Maybe this is something you experience in your own homes. I remember growing up, it feels like we'd always have to like put on this happy face all the time. And whenever somebody was angry or frustrated, we never talked about it. Until later when it just like blew up everywhere. We started to take our frustrations and anger out on the people we love and the people who don't deserve it. One of the worst things you can do is put on a happy face and pretend like everything is okay. So God is worthy of our anger because he knows what to do with it. He knows your heart. He knit each of you together in your mother's womb. He knows what's going on in your head and your heart. So be honest with him. Trust me, God can take it. Not only is it healthy to process your anger and frustrations with the Lord, it's encouraged to do so. Psalm 73, 23 through 26 says, Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now, we really don't give God the credit where credit is due sometimes. We try to fix things ourselves and only bring the good part of our lives to the Lord. And Jesus isn't in the business of only seeing the good part of you. I hope you understand that. He's in the business of being nailed to a cross for the very worst parts of you. He's in the business of transforming us by the renewing of our mind. So without a just, righteous 
and enthroned God, there's no hope. So I want to encourage you guys to delight in the fact that we have a God who is worthy of our anger. Though we may experience frustration and difficulties in life, we can bring those things to the Lord. We can be honest with Him. And we could be ourselves. And what it takes is a little bit of surrender. And that's a difficult thing, isn't it? Like giving up control. So what I want us to do during this time of worship, um, whoever's doing worship, you can come on up. Do we have worship? Okay. Yes, J-Lo. Awesome. Everyone give it up for J-Lo. JLo's awesome. So what I want to do during this time is practice opening up your hands as an act of worship and as an act of giving up control as we step into a conversation with the Lord. No filter. Be honest and be real with Him, okay? And that's what He's been waiting for this whole time. So recenter our focus on the presence of God. Think of areas in your life where you can give up some of that anger and frustration. Battle it out with the Lord. Whatever you got to do, ask for peace. He's worthy of your anger. So do you guys believe that he's worthy of your anger? I encourage you to step into that as we sing. Thanks again for listening to this message from New Life Student Ministries. If you want to keep up with what's happening with us, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at NL Student Ministries.